So glad you could join us here on Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagenblast. Today, we have a couple of entrepreneurs, Kim and Kevin Kramer. They are the founders and owners of Market Space Vendor Events. Kevin, Kim, welcome to Cranford Radio. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much. We're so happy to be here, Bernie. What a great introduction. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) I think a lot of folks may not be familiar with your business. When we typically do business interviews on Cranford Radio, we're talking to owners of brick and mortar stores that you might find downtown or, or someplace else in the community. But your business is a little bit different. So why don't you describe what Market Space Vendor Events is all about, if you would, please? Sure, absolutely. So I guess the best way to describe us um, to people who it's probably twofold. So I'd say we're a community. We're a community of makers and artists and crafters, food vendors, etc. So that's kind of our pride and joy of what we do is, is that it is so community focused. But to explain or to get people to visualize what it is that we do, I'd say picture a farmer's market, but probably bigger scale. And with anything ranging from gourmet, homemade toffee, all the way to homemade candles or hand-carved wood bowls or paintings, jewelry. We have silversmiths. You name it. It's just a really cool experience of local and handmade craft. And what we do really is pop up around New Jersey uh, with these handmade markets and these artisan markets. And we want to showcase all of the good things about New Jersey all of the good things about having your own business, doing your own craft, um, and sharing that with everybody that will walk through our market. How did you come up with this idea? Are either one of you crafters yourself? We were. It's such a funny story because we have four kids, so we're essentially like a traveling circus at all times. But <laughs> back when we only had two kids, um, we were both commuting into the city for work and we had an Etsy shop and we would make growth charts for little kids um, that looked like giant rulers. That was one of the things we do. We do the regular, I would say nine to five, but truthfully, you're in the city when you work in the city, you're not there from nine to five. So we were there for a very long day. We do the shuffle back home and then we would spend time working in our basement and sometimes around holidays or gearing up for a craft show, we could be up until probably two o'clock in the morning, just making our inventory. And we go out to these craft shows and find out that, you know, it was a little bit disappointing. Maybe it wasn't well organized or people didn't understand why we were where we were. It wasn't advertised or just the layout. Things didn't make sense. So one day Kevin looked at me and said, I think you could do this. And that's kind of where we went from there. I stopped working in the city when I became pregnant with our now five-year-old and it sort of evolved within, I'd say three months of leaving work in the city, we started the business. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't really take much of a break there, but um, it became just something that we were able to do because we had the passion for handmade and something we loved, but we also had the insight as the vendors to see what was missing out there and what we could do to kind of fill a gap. And it's funny now that I'm thinking about the story is our original intention was to create events that would service us, that would be better advertised that we could sell our products in. And that never happened because we, <laughs> we, got, <never> did. <laughs> we got so enthralled with the event business. We put our, our Etsy shop on hold and we really fell in love with 
creating the community and networking with all of the other makers. So it really was nice that we had that background of being makers ourselves, but we never really truly double dipped because we really fell in love with the coordination and the actual event business itself. You talked about all the makers that are part of your network, if you will. How do you find them or how do they find you? It's all grassroots and organic. And, you know, thinking back to when we first moved here to Cranford, we were not the only people making these growth charts. And I think pretty quickly, or soon after, rather, soon after we moved here, we found out about Lemon Drop Designs, which I'm I'm not sure if you're familiar with Marcy, but we immediately got to virtually meet her. We saw her products and then we started working with her at our shows. She's just one example of a local maker that we found either through Facebook or through Etsy or just word of mouth around town. And, you know, we're so fortunate here in Cranford that, and this is probably part of the reason why we fell in love with this town to begin with and why we decided to move here. But there really is such a celebration of mom and pop. There's a lot of really small businesses here. The owners oftentimes live in town and a lot of our brick and mortar shops here do have that sort of line of handmade. So it'll be someone that, hey, lives around the block from you or maybe lives the next town over, but you're not just shopping things that are made in you know other countries or other states. They're made right here. So that's kind of some of the ways we've either met people through Etsy or we've seen their product. And then on the flip side of that, as we've gotten to know some of the brick and mortar shop owners... Um, we've been able to make some of those connections for them because we have this expansive network of makers and they are all hyper-local, mostly, um, you know, of the 3,000 or so in our network. They're mostly in New Jersey, but throughout the tri-state area, we do have some that branch out beyond that. But, you know, really, if there's a shop in Cranford and there are so many of them that are looking for makers that are right here in their backyard, we can make that connection for them. And we've done that already. So it's really exciting. It really is one of our most favorite things is building our network. When we first started, you know, thinking back, what is it, five years now? Yeah. We were DMing individual makers on Instagram for hours each night to say, hey, we have an event coming up. We really love your products. We'd love to see you at this event. You know, Some of them gave us the time of day and some of them did not. <laughs> hundreds of cold calls to people that we've never met before. And now that we're in our fifth year and we have a following and well-established events around New Jersey, people are reaching out to us. People are telling other folks about us, saying that they've done this show in the past and they would recommend it. So it really has come full circle for us where people just sign up on our website and it's a friend of a friend of a friend that we met that first year. Tell us a bit about the events because there are a number of them. I was looking at your schedule. One of the interesting things that I noticed And talking about craft is that there were several that are attached to craft breweries in New Jersey, which is another type of craft, but that's not the only place that you've set up some of your events. Yeah, so we tend to have this affinity for things that are New Jersey related and based in New Jersey. And so you'll notice some of the venues are farm based and some of the venues are, for example, at the Red Mill Museum in Clinton. That's our big holiday market that we do over Thanksgiving weekend. You know, just as we've developed the business, we, of course, look for these venues where we can create an event and really tailor it to the audience. So we're looking at who's likely to come there, what type of product would they be interested in, and what kind of experience would they like to have at our event? And so in that process of kind of thinking through even what would we like to do, you know, because this is something we would do on the weekend. If we weren't running it, we'd be going to these 
So through that process, that's how we made our connections with different venues, different breweries um, that we've made friends with over the years because they have a similar vision for their business Mm -hmm. or farms are just really cool spaces that are like these hidden gems in New Jersey that we want more people to experience because they're so cool. So I think some of our favorite events are, you know, coming up, especially the start of the fall season, September, October is I'd say our busy season as we start to roll into the holidays. But we have things like the Oktoberfest in Hackettstown. Um, We have a new Oktoberfest that's going to be at Reddington Brewery um, and Hop Farm. So it's going to be on the farm there, which is really cool. And then downtown Maplewood, we love celebrating with them because they have a lot of really cool arts and culture based events in Maplewood. And then it goes all the way through the holidays into, um, like I said, Winter Village at the Red Mill Museum. Last year was our first time doing this, but it was so well received. We immediately jumped on doing it again. It's the Kringle Market at Flounder Brewing in Hillsboro. But yeah, to go back to your question about the craft breweries, we really see how much of a connection and how alike we are in our thinking when we talk to those brewery owners, because they're doing very small, very craft brews for a small population. And we can really connect with what they're doing because we're working with makers that are doing the same exact thing. So you see their process and you see the love that they have for something that they're making with their own hands. And it's it's a fantastic way to collaborate. Having grown up here in Cranford, I've seen how downtown Cranford, for example, has evolved over the years. When I was a kid, most of the businesses were mom and pop stores. And Then the shopping malls came along and suddenly downtowns were in danger because these big box stores at the malls were threatening them and places like Walmart were threatening them. And then the downtowns kind of bounced back and you have online that came around in the late 90s and into the 2000s. So the Amazons of the world and Chewies and things of that sort came along. Do you think some of these craft makers are sort of a a reaction, not just by the makers, but by the people who are their customers to kind of fight back against that kind of big box, big retailer, impersonal type of business to something that's much more personal, that's made and and handmade and made here in, in the local area? I think you hit the nail on the head with the personalized aspect of it because people miss that. They miss that interaction. They miss the experience. And there's a sort of nostalgia that goes along with being able to meet the person who made the product, to touch it, to feel it, you know, and whether it's something that reminds you of when you were a kid or, oh my gosh, my grandma had something just like this or not even grandma, right? Because crafts have evolved. I know people, sometimes they think craft fair and they think, oh, my grandma used to sell things at a craft show at her church or or something like that. They've come such a long way where even younger generations of people who are studying art and pottery and just really cool new techniques of how to make different things. And also, you know, people that are looking to live more of a sustainable lifestyle, they want to be able to teach themselves the skills to be able to make certain things just to become less reliant upon, you know, some of the corporations and manufacturers and all those things to really know where their products are coming from and where their money's going. We do appreciate online. We see that there's a place for Amazon, but there's only so far that that can take you, especially when you want to go out and have an experience. When you want to, like Kim said, meet the person behind the craft, actually hold it in your hand and have a conversation about the piece. 
that has been sorely missed in our experience and with our community. So having those opportunities where you can just get in front of so many different people and so many unique items really balances out that Amazon one day shipping of I'll just order it online, get it the next day, never even think about what the product is or where my money is going. We will have a link in the show notes to your your site, but for folks who maybe are listening to this as they're in the car or out jogging, whether they're a customer who would like to attend one of these events or a maker who would like to become part of your network, how can they best get in touch with you and find out a little bit more? Our website is marketspacevendorevents.com. That's where you can find our show schedule and apply to any of our shows if you're the maker. And the easiest way, if you're looking from a customer perspective, or if you're a maker who wants to check it out before you apply, go on to Facebook, on to Marketspace Vendor Events, and we have our events listed there on the events tab. So you can come check us out in person and then decide if this is for you. You know, one of the other things I wanted to add when we were talking about the experience a lot of corporations are really into how they can give back to community and how they can connect to nonprofit and volunteerism. And I think that's one of the great things that has existed throughout the time that we've been in business. And um, with a lot of the venues we partner with, there is sort of that nonprofit connection. So specific to you know the breweries and the Red Mill Museum, of course, is a nonprofit. But there's always another aspect to these markets that's giving back to the community or some sort of connection. When we're working with Zigmeister, one of the big nonprofits they work with is DASAC, which is for women in situations of domestic violence. And some of the other nonprofits they have are related to animals or just awareness around saving the bees, clean clean water, water, Mm -hmm. all these different initiatives that really lend themselves back to the experience. So when you're coming to our show, it's not just a craft market. It's so much more than that. It's truly an experience. It's a celebration of New Jersey. And it's really kind of connecting these different businesses that work so well together to put on a really big production that you probably wouldn't even realize what goes on behind the scenes, but it all fits together so nicely. We've been talking on this episode of Cranford Radio with Kevin and Kim Kramer. They are the founders and owners of Market Space Vendor Events. Kim, Kevin, thanks so much for being my guest on Cranford Radio. Thank you so much, Bernie. It was great chatting with you.